So you want to get to? Oh, sorry. So, so you can hear me? <laughs> you can hear me? Oh, this is so weird. Can you, you hear me? my voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. <laughs> this yeah. is so trippy. <laughs> You know, like when you're on like the Bluetooth and you hear yourself. Right, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, so my voice. Yeah, yeah. Everybody feels like that, though. Too. My voice is annoying, but I feel that too about my voice. Everybody feels like that. Like, oh. Welcome to the new episode of the Magnificent Podcast. Real people, real story. Here we share life experiences and stories. You know why? Because we all got story to share. Enjoy. Hello, welcome to the Magnificent Podcast, the podcast where we share and magnify life story. It's about sharing experience and providing information, information about life and information about reality. Okay, let me tell you one thing. You're never ready until you're ready. So... If you have a project you want to start, today is always the best time to yes. start. So, and today, I'm very thrilled to have a dear friend of mine. Not only she is a friend, she's also someone that inspired me. So, today I have EMS. <laughs> We're going to start EMS and Marie. EMS and Marie. <laughs> so, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? No, I'm fantastic. Okay. Um, like I said, I'm very excited to have you today on this podcast. Um, so usually I like to start this podcast by asking how people are doing, mm-hmm. because we know the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, how are you doing? Never been this meaningful. So how are you doing? Um, I'm doing well. <laughs> I went through many life changes over the pandemic uh, that you're also aware of. Yeah. Um, you know, I think at the beginning it wasn't so difficult yeah. because I was always very much a homebody. Yeah. And you know, with my health, I stayed home a lot, so it wasn't a big change for me. But then over time, I was getting more and more stir crazy and wanting to see people. And it's kind of, you know, when people tell you not to do something, that's when you want to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're gonna talk about that. That's exactly. That's exactly what. That's how I felt with the restriction. Yeah. So I wasn't really going out as much. Yeah. But when you start to say, oh, don't go out. That's and when you want to go that's out. That's why I want yeah. to go out. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I'm like, I need to go out every day. And I had yeah. nowhere to go. So. Yeah. So this is this was really, I mean, we're still in the middle of the pandemic, but things are getting yes. better now. Yeah, so, it's much and, better. And then I was just also, because it was so negative, and then, uh, and then also wanted to bring a little bit of positivity during that time. So during the pandemic, for example, uh, being locked inside, staying in the house, and all like all like that. Yeah, so I had to reinvent myself, mm-hmm. trying to find what I can mm-hmm. do differently, trying to find new passion, and I started to do video editing, yes. produce, taking videos, putting. It was very amateur, yeah. so I don't think it was an expert <laughs> thing. I saw like a big expert. I was it that expert? Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. So yeah. So how did how did you reinvent yourself during the pandemic? Um, Well, for me, I had a lot of life changes happen very drastically over the two years. Um, You know, I lost my grandmother, I lost my uncle, and then I got engaged, I planned a whole wedding, then we broke that off. I also lost my dog, so I had a lot of ups and downs going on. And um, Frisbee, I remember. Freezy. Freezy or Freezy or Freezy. Oh my god. It's okay. <laughs> um, so for me I needed something to escape from doing, you know, just the watching TV or watching Netflix yeah. and working and doing the same thing all the time. Yeah. So I decided to do some online courses to get my project management certificate. Yeah. So that was something that took maybe a year and a half and yeah. I did it in the evening. So that was something that helped me transform, you know, what I do at work and how I want to see my future, you know, yeah, yeah. at yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. And it helped me grow. So yeah, I think yeah. it's it's always good to do things, even if you're not that good at it at first, it doesn't matter. There's yeah. always time for improvement. <laughs> Yeah, so I, 
Yeah, it was a really, really difficult moment mentally. Yeah. Especially. And it was not only it was difficult to see people, but it's also difficult to connect. Yeah. And the difficulty that I had myself was to have to cut my friend out because I just yeah. had a baby yeah. and I didn't want it to take any chance yes. to expose my yeah. kid. So that was a tough time. But now I'm reconnecting with yes. all of them. I mean, all of them, yeah. they understand now. So I, you mentioned the works i i want to say i want to give a little background how we met first of all ems was my boss so <laughs> i was reporting to her <laughs> and it's very 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 rare to see someone talking to to um to keeping this kind of relationship with someone the mm-hmm. person at work mm-hmm. so there's this already defined the type of person you are yeah. easy Thank going you. you don't you don't really you make it. You made it. Re, you made it really easy to me. Plus, you were sitting beside me, so yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of like, okay, I have Just to turn like to double check. Just make sure that I get all the information. I always turn around to EMS. Can you do that? Always. And the funny things are always on point. They always let me helping me, uh, winning the company, tell me, giving me some advices that I could, like, like I said earlier. Not only your friend, you're also someone that inspired me. And this podcast is mainly about telling stories, talking mm-hmm. about uh, we all in life have story to tell. Yeah. Right. So that's what I wanted to. I just thought that you were a fierce person, and Thank you. yeah. And I thought, okay, this person, I wish I can have you on the <laughs> podcast. And she, she responded, yes, she can. Of oh man so i yeah so i'm very honored to have you here thank you I'm and i hope this will here. yeah i hope this is not the first time and the last time years. Mm-hmm. this is not the last time i mean um so i want you to before you tell me you take me back a bit mm-hmm. to who the young ems were so yeah. what kind of i know you told me you were a tomboy but mm-hmm. <laughs> i had to tell me who was a little ems <laughs> i know um so when i was younger you know as a child i was very shy to myself and um you know i was like i said earlier i was always sleeping a lot and my mom would have to wake me up to eat and you know i had like a small group of friends that like i would play with um but i was very shy and kind of scared of the world in a sense but i was also so content with being alone i think yeah. that's kind of transpired into my adulthood even though now you know I'm not that shy anymore. Like yeah. I think around 16, 17, a switch went off and yeah, yeah. I just was okay and comfortable. Yeah. So, yeah. So what, what, what was that your nature just being shy or it was just because, um, out of time, you know, we're trying to figure things out until um, it became more comfortable to start now. You know, I don't yourself. think it was about being more comfortable. Like when you're a child, you don't know that's right. Things it's true. The way you do when you're it's an true. adult. Um, but also, um, I we look back now, and I was I had a very underactive thyroid yeah. for a long time. And oh, we that's didn't crazy! Know. Yeah, so it Nancy, causes you. Nancy has it. Yeah, it causes you to be very tired. So mm-hmm. when I was a kid, oh my goodness! No, I don't want to interrupt you. Thyroid. No. I never knew what thyroid is yeah. until I met Nancy. Yeah, and she's a. She, mm-hmm. That's funny that you have that. Yeah. yeah. So they say like um you know. I guess maybe I was born with it and, you know, just kind of transpired. I didn't know about yeah. it. And, you know, I was sleeping all the time and the doctor just would tell my mom, like, it's okay. She's okay. Like, it's just normal for a baby to sleep that much. But I never broke out of that habit of always wanting to sleep. And I could fall asleep anywhere, no matter what, concerts, WrestleMania, really? everywhere. Always sleep at the concert. I would fall asleep like. <laughs> Yeah. When the music is playing. <laughs> I, I can still do that now. I have no problem falling asleep. <laughs> <laughs> that's so that's also like a skill. Yeah. Because I mean, a lot of people they find hard to fall asleep. Yeah. It's difficult. Well, unless like there's the normal things in life where you, yeah. you have those nights where your whole life starts to play before your eyes. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, well, I guess I'll just be up all night thinking about my anxiety. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um, so so busy, but you you have you you're not for the only child, right? Pardon? You're not the only child. No, so no, I yeah. have a sister. Yeah, yeah. So and, and then so how was the, the relationship like your sister? Like how was she? How was um, growing up, we were not as close as we are now, but yeah. I think it's I can very, justify that you guys are like twin now. Yeah, <laughs> we're very close now. You know, I think, but it's natural. 
you know, when you're growing up, like a couple of years can yeah. really make a difference. Whereas when you're older, yeah, you're an adult and really life stages come very rarely, you know, unless you're getting married, having a child, you know, things like that, like those big life moments. But yeah. when you're like five and eight, life is very different for you. And then yeah. same with like 16 and 19, you know? So I think that causes to not be as close, but she also moved away for school right when she could. So we, we made the effort for me to go and see her, her to come home. But you know, when you're a teenager, you want to hang out with your friends and you yeah, want to live yeah. your life a little bit and go out and have fun. So it wasn't, um, you know, really that it wasn't bad, but we weren't as close as we are now. Definitely yeah. not. Yeah, you, you you spoke about uh, when you're here, you were younger. I was transition to a teenage. You start yeah. to be more like not shy as you used to mm -hmm. as a kid. Um, one of the reason why I called you here is because of the influence that I see. You educated me about something oh. very specific that I never like things like tarot. I never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. I heard it from Nancy mm -hmm. first time. And I was really, and that's exactly how she's describing it. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's tired. She, and it also make you prone to gain weight yes. and things like that. It's mm -hmm. very, and then I didn't get it. And and then I remember she had to invite me to one of the doctor. Yeah. And then that's where the doctor explained that to me. Yeah. I was really so yeah. I was so yeah. ignorant of this. <laughs> and speaking of ignorance too, which is why I called you here today. I invited you, and then. Thanks, for, thanks again for being no here. <laughs> and I want to talk about something very specific. Um, when we transition from tirade, we talk about endometriosis. Mm -hmm. And trust me, I spoke to a lot of people that don't know what endometriosis I know. is. I know. <laughs> and and the problem is, yes, it's probably they say one of one out of ten. One in ten. In ten. Women, yes. yes, but. That's a serious thing, mm -hmm. and and I really wanted to um, to talk about it because that's something that related you relate yes. to that, right? Yes. Yeah. So I wanted to to tell me what is endometriosis. Um. So the very high level version of endometriosis is the tissue inside of the uterus. Yeah. So it's called, and I feel like I might say it wrong. The endometrioma. Um. It grows on the outside of the uterus, so okay. a tissue similar to that. And that tissue, it's not meant to be on the outside of the uterus. So it can travel anywhere in your body. So okay. it, the main parts that it attaches to are your ovaries, your uterus, fallopian tubes, um, you know, even your bowels. And it can go all the way up to your esophagus, your lungs. So yeah. it really can affect a whole body. And and so is it is this something that you is it in natural conditions? So you were you were you born with? Is it something that what causes that? Like um, so there's no known cause for it. Yeah. Um, it can be genetics, but there's no known endometriosis okay. cases in my family. Um, but essentially, it can be genetic. There's no known cause and no known cure because it's so understudied. So right now, every woman who suffers with endometriosis, um, every relationship and every situation will be different because it's all trial and error about what works, works for our body. So yeah. my story will be very different from another woman who yeah. has the same situation or similar, but because doctors don't really know much about it or believe us, you know, it takes on average between 10 to 12 years to be diagnosed. So we're really our own advocates with endometriosis. Yeah, I was good. I was gonna, I was gonna ask you, for example, uh, what was the, at what moment uh, did you, did you, real, did you realize that his symptoms were connected to um, the first day I ever got a period, it felt like I was honestly dying. Um, you know, I'll, my periods over the years just progress progressively, sorry, got worse. Um, but day one, I went to the doctors with my mom because I knew this pain wasn't that normal. It wasn't yeah. meant to be that painful. So we're talking about teenage here. Yeah, I was, I don't know the age, but I was in, yeah. the, I was in grade six, yeah, the no. end of grade six going yeah. into grade seven. So whatever age that equates to. Um, and I knew the pain was so horrible and, you know, I didn't know I could barely move. I couldn't walk. 
and the doctor immediately, thankfully, I had a very easy time getting diagnosed, even though it was my own fault for portion of the delay in it. Um, it was your fault? Yeah, so no, my, I don't, I'm not going to leave you say that. No, 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 I, I'll explain. Yeah, so okay. my doctor, the first time I had it, we went to him and he told me, no, I'm pretty sure you have endometriosis immediately, day one. Okay. And he sent me to a gynecologist. But because he was a man gynecologist, I was very uncomfortable. uncomfortable. Okay. And I didn't go for years. I never went. Okay. It so really was my own fault. I'm pretty sure I could have gotten, you know, help a lot faster, faster a lot yeah. earlier. But for a young impressionable woman, having a man gynecologist can be very off. No, it is. I say that because I you know it's to be like yeah. a story about um some women who yeah. they they want they want a woman as a, yes yeah. well because you know I'm like the gynecologist has to do an internal exam that's and right yeah. it's very uncomfortable to have a man perform an internal exam when you're a female that's right. and you know there's lots of horror stories that happen but really no, it's, just, it's true it was just mainly my own comfort level and then you know I would say around 2017 it was getting to the point where I would start to have fevers with my menstruation. I would be vomiting. I would end up in the hospital. Yeah. I would bloat maybe five, six times my size. I wouldn't be able to walk. I wouldn't be able to go upstairs to sleep in my bed. We had to get a pull-out couch in the living room because my hips would be in so much pain. Um, you know, everything just ached and you couldn't eat. You couldn't concentrate. I would just sit at work and constant pain and then i just i couldn't do it anymore so then i finally went and immediately day one he said definitely it was endometriosis okay so that's me i was i was going to uh, to to speak more act more about uh, the symptoms for example mm -hmm. and that's what he was basically like listing here yeah and so how so this can be something that escalate if he's not taking care yeah. of yeah. early yeah, yeah. It also causes like severe pain with intercourse or even, you know, having to have a tampon inside your body. Yeah. It can cause pain with everything that you do. Yeah. And what sent me over the edge was essentially walking for an extended period of time. The pain I got from walking, we went to Disney and uh, for Christmas as a family. And every 30 minutes, I would just have to lay on the pavement to have some relief from yeah, the pressure. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when I came back, I went to see the doctor. It was the middle of winter and, you know, like my hot flashes were so bad. I was dripping in sweat from a hot flash in uh, the no, middle winter of winter. winter. And um, so when I walked in, he was like, what happened? I said, this is the scenario. I waited very long because I was uncomfortable, but, you know, I don't have a choice now. So he essentially put me on medication and it did help me for a while. I'm still on the same medication. Um, I'm on Vizan, which a lot of women have a lot of problems with. Um, but I think, you know, when you're on these medications because they make your hormones fluctuate very much, yeah. it kind of plays a very difficult part mentally as well. So a lot of these medications can make you feel, feel suicidal, very depressed because it's, it's like pumping your hormones up and down. Yeah, right? so those medications are made to help with the endometriosis, yeah. but the side effect, it can create exactly. something else yeah. that's meant to. Yeah, and um, so the medications meant it's a very much a band-aid. It's not a solution long-term. It just stops me from having a period, so that way I don't have that constant pain anymore. Um, but in reality, if I ever want to have a baby or try to get pregnant, I'm going to have to stop it. So... I'll essentially have to just live through that pain again, even though I've been very fortunate to have multiple surgeries for it, but in, there really is no cure. So I won't know if they work until I stop the medication. I don't want to stop the medication because it's very painful. Yeah, I, I wanted to, to come a bit for it because we spoke about the physical aspects, mm -hmm. physical impact, how it can be really painful. Mm -hmm. um, you And you also affect your your lifestyle because yeah. going yeah. to Disney was supposed to be a fun time yeah. turns out to be mm -hmm. something that's stressful for you because mm -hmm. you might not be able to walk for that that long uh, how does that take in, in mental emotion how is it um, you know it's very difficult to deal with it because in reality with you know 
these kinds of problems and health issues that people can't see. I look completely fine, but really, yeah. I'm not fine. I mean, I work with you. I mean, yeah. I, I mean, I've, I was blown mind. Okay, yeah. I want to put this nowadays. I work with this person that as I turn all the time, she's always laughing. When yeah. I say laughing, I mean laughing, laughing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like we got it at the time. I remember one day we were, when you left our department, when you were promoted. Yeah. I, was, I mean, I was very, very feeling bad because we yeah. had a great relationship. Yeah. And then when we announced that you were promoted to a different position, I was, oh my God, yeah. she's going. <laughs> and then few weeks later i see i hear you laughing in the background haha <laughs> yeah. people are like that's ems laughing yeah, I was like, for yeah. Sure. but very, it protects this, very much <laughs> this is something that um requires a strength yeah. and usually is a mental strength yes. because be able to uh having going through uh, this with the pain and the difficulty that it brings yeah. physically on yourself and still be able to work with people make people yeah. feel good yeah and and that's the part I want you to understand. Yeah. How do you, how do you, you, how do you disconnect your body? Because that's pretty much what you had to do yeah. to disconnect your body to, uh, to disconnect yourself, yourself with your body in order to yeah. live the normal function, life outside. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's difficult to do it. Some women, you know, I'm very fortunate where I'm not in constant pain anymore, but yeah. some women are not. For me personally, um, you know. I put a lot of effort into my career and growing myself at work and maintaining that. So I would put all of my effort into putting on that brave face at work. And it, it is very exhausting. It is. And at five o'clock, when I would have to stop wearing that face and I could just be myself, when I would drive with my mom, I would instantly fall asleep in the car. I would not be able to make myself dinner at night. I would not be able to go out with my friends because really... Unless you have control over it, you know, your body is controlling you. I'm yeah, not right, controlling yeah. my body. And, you know, it's very hard to do that in the daytime at work. And there are times where, you know, I'd have to step away and, you know, the pressure on my stomach from the, like, a flare-up, I would have to go and unbutton my pants to just let it be for a few minutes yeah. because it would be so painful. And, you know, those are things that like we don't want people to know because it's yeah. such a, a cliche, like, oh, you're sick, but you look fine. So yeah, people yeah. don't necessarily take that time to look at you and see that. This is why it's very important to yeah. be nice to people. Yeah. You and then I learn, you never know what people mm -hmm. are going through. And one little smile and mm -hmm. one little, like, nice gesture mm -hmm. can be sufficient to make someone yeah. day. And what I noticed is you were the one giving that, oh, even though you were in this game, <laughs> yeah. you were giving this nice. Yeah. I'm not saying this because we're on the podcast. You and I speak all I know, the time. I know, and this is I a just, very normal Yeah, so I wanted to know. That we, <laughs> yeah, this is something that I mentioned before. And so you said it is no treatment for... Uh, There's the, temporary like relief treatments, but there really is no cure. So, you know... Let's say my thyroid is underactive. There's a cure for it. I can take a, a hormone replacement, the Synthroid, and then whether it fluctuates up or down, I can adjust my medicine and I'll be okay. Oh, Synthroid. That's for the thyroid, right? That's what yeah. the NSC yeah. is. But for to. endometriosis, there's no set rules to follow. So, you know, I took Vizan and then I had this, my first surgery and I had lost maybe 40 pounds in like two months because of all of the weight, sorry, the water weight my body was retaining because of the endometriosis. But then after a couple of months, the pain was back. I had severe pain during intercourse and it was just, I could not live. It was yeah. unlivable. So before they did my second surgery, they put me on a medication called Lupron. Um, and I had read horrible things about Lupron online yeah. and I'm very open to trying new things to solve the problem for my endometriosis. Yeah. And, you know, essentially it was a shot in my butt cheek, don't know if I'm allowed to say that, um, once a month. And that shot would make me feel so sick. Mm. So Lupron, when I read online, it was, I believe, I could be wrong. Um, essentially, it's a, one of the drugs that they can use that's similar to chemotherapy. So it makes you feel very sick. It's very hard on your body. So I did that for seven months. Then I did my surgery my second one and that was a laparotomy 
and they had to cut me open hip bone to hip bone it was a horrible recovery and you know the incision was only meant to be like this but it's really like that it was horrible and then um, I went into we went home for COVID and then I had to have another surgery in December um, and luckily it was with a specialist and I think you know being at home I haven't really had to experience normal life activities so I don't know if it's really a successful surgery but you know women like myself who have endometriosis these surgeries are very ex experimental it's yeah. not for a cure you even need to have a surgery to fully diagnose having endometriosis it, you know there's times where it can show up on you know ultrasounds mris or scans but they won't actually most of them when i say them the doctors yeah. they won't even diagnose you without actually going inside and seeing it yeah so it's Just very hard what i also want to uh with the uh we're talking about treatment it's mm -hmm. difficult to uh so there's at this point there's no treatment but how old is a, a little girl? So can, can how can she can she identify that this can be a serious matter? Because um, when you say, for example, the pain mm -hmm. uh, during the uh, your period, this is mm -hmm. very common to to. Uh, to it's actually use. very uncommon. It's not supposed to happen. So if you have severe pain with your period, it yeah. could potentially be. You know endometriosis even adenomyosis yeah. you could have uh, PCOS which I also have which is polycystic ovarian cysts uh, or you could have what is that please? so it's um, you know having multiple cysts on your ovaries okay. and then when they burst it kind of feels for me it's what I would assume an appendix bursting would feel like so it's very painful, okay, very painful yeah. yeah so and and how does how does it play on your lifestyle like, um so it so let's say for example in your personal because uh, this could be um um because you have to go through a lot of surgeries you have yeah. to and if you you have a personal life mm -hmm. you you have um you in a relationship and so how does that affect you in that aspect yep. for example so how did um so i think you know within my relationships um you know a lot of my friends that i used to be very close with you know unless you live through something you you can empathize as much as you'd like but yeah. there really isn't a way to fully comprehend how bad it is when you can't see it That's right? right yeah so there were times where I would have to cancel what I was planning on doing because I'd have a flare up and I wouldn't be able to move. Yeah. And not everyone understood that. So over the years, I, you know, I've lost some friends and I've gained some really great ones. My friends now, you know, they're amazing. And yeah. thankfully, you know, they're very open to listening to me and, you know, understanding the problems that I go through on a regular basis. Yeah. But luckily now, you know, it's a lot more manageable for me. So if I know that if someone wants to do, let's say, something in the morning, afternoon, and the night, I already know that's not going to work for me. It's too much oh, on my okay. body. Yeah. So I'll say, okay, I'll come meet you guys at, in the evening, but I can't do all of it. I can't do like a full day yeah, yeah. of physical activities. It's too tiring for my body and you know after having three surgeries in four years you know my body is still recovering yeah, and still. you know i have pain with my cuts um i've had you know i have eight incisions and scars that cause me problems now unfortunately you know i haven't been able to wear jeans so i don't feel as confident you know i have all of these clothes that like i'm not comfortable wearing anymore and you know as a woman you feel, you know, in your mid thirties and now that I'm single, I'm like, I can't just wear leggings all the time. Like you want to dress up, you want to be nice and, and look good. But if you're not feeling good, it doesn't matter what you look like. That's right. That's uh, that's uh, that's the, the, the yeah. mental aspect yeah. of it. So uh, we we usually have these moments where we're not very confident about ourselves yeah. and and our, from our people, yeah, they won't see that. They still yeah. see you the they exact same way. They just look at you. They're like, oh, you look great, but yeah, I don't feel great. Yeah, you don't feel great. And if that's the beginning, if you don't feel great yourself, it's going to be very difficult yeah, to go exactly. out there and trying to pretend. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. So that's very deep because you can only understand how 
endometriosis, which wish I was very ignorant enough. I'm telling you, I started to look into it because yeah. I was looking at, we follow yeah. each, other, each other in his, um, yeah. social media. Yeah. And then I started to see how you were very, 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 you know, you were speaking out about yeah. that, trying to educate mm-hmm. people. And I can tell you that I was one of those people that you educated. Oh, I'm happy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I'm yeah. sure there's a lot of people who uh, learn from that person, from your post. And I see also in social media how you talk about you You have like a group. Uh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, we're going to talk about that. Okay. Yeah. So, but I, I want to speak more the government. So. Not too long ago, that the RAD as a OHIP is in and OHIP, yeah, OHIP is is that's on how that's something that is known by public health, right? The, the um, material. So it's known by the government, but there's no national action plan to okay. help endometriosis. So again, I could be very wrong with yeah, what I'm yeah. about to say. You know, I'm not much into politics, yeah, yeah. but my understanding anyways is for the first time ever in the history of canada um, one of the mps brought forth an action plan recommendation to the house of commons so again based on my understanding now that he brought it forth other mps can second that motion so he put forth this motion so now they're waiting on a date to have the debate in the house of commons to see if they will essentially provide us with an action plan, which would then provide women with endometriosis. Um, you know, this is all done through the Endo Act yeah, yeah. of Canada. Sorry, Act, yes, Endo Act. Um, and they have a page on social media that they are the ones really driving this force. Um, it's all thanks to them. And essentially, if this gets approved, then we'll be able to have some money for research. Um, they'll work with women within the community to yeah. see how we can improve it, how we can get access to you know more specialists and shorter wait times and faster surgeries yeah. and more opportunities to get that that assistance faster. Um, you know, it, ten to twelve years to get diagnosed is a very long very time, long time. And it, it allows your body to be very damaged That's over true. ten to twelve years. You know. And because because you have to go through surgery, doing mm-hmm. is it how easy the access is to the surgery? Like when I say access, I mean about financially. Is it something that is covered directly by mine? Were covered, yes. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. that's it. Okay, yes. that's a that's a yeah. So and 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 now I see also the, there's a group. So how did you how do you work because there's a group that you yes. see uh, some of the posts that yeah, so i want to give a shout out to those because yes. those are very <laughs> brave women um so they have two pages so yeah. it's the peel endometriosis yeah um they're peel uh, well at peel endo and then endo acts as well as endo um oh my gosh i have to look them up yeah. i don't want to say let it me wrong. let me like sorry no, take your time. That's is, that's exactly where the part of it. You're gonna edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yo, endo, I was right. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then endo events. It's the two, so it's Tammy and Leah. Yeah. They run a support group, and then they also do the events yes. that help the charity organization. So endometriosis um, act. Well, sorry, endometriosis network of Canada. Um, you know, they all kind of work together to make, you know, events and help bring awareness. And Tammy and Leah have been doing it for a couple of years now. And they're very much, very inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, they also have been on the cover of the Mississauga newspaper. And, you know, I really love that it's, you know, they're also a minority because they're women of color. And, yeah. you know, it's very important as well that people understand that that aspect of it does play, a, it, it does have an effect sometimes, sadly. And, you know, they have really fought hard for all of us mm. and they treat us all amazingly and kindly and they organize things for us. And, you know, they really do this in their own kindness of their own yeah. heart. They don't get anything in return except the awareness and really, yeah. you know, I really do appreciate everything they've done for us because without them, I honestly don't know 
where I would be. Uh, because, I mean, this is good. I, I really, like I said, I'm really, I was really shamed, shamed to me. But I was really, really ignorant to the endometriosis. Mm -hmm. I remember the very, very first time yeah. that you told me it was in the office. Yeah. And I, I just... Not my head just did like this, yeah. but I didn't know what she meant. Yeah. It's had okay. To Not a lot of people know. Yeah. So, and then, and then because, because of your dedication, I see how, yeah. um, not too long ago, I think the CN Tower. Yeah, know. so every March, it's the March Endometriosis Awareness Month. Yeah. So Tammy and Leah, again, organize for some you know monuments within Canada, along with other organizations yeah. within their own provinces. We we go and support that the you know let's say the mississauga clock tower the cn tower they light in yellow for us um to show their support for us to bring awareness and that's really tammy and leah who does all of that for us yeah and so we are part of the peel endometriosis support group um, and we meet once a month and we all have each other on social media we can all call each other you know, if we have a moment of weakness and we need some support, um, you know, I've become very close friends with one girl in my group. Her name is Shanice, and she just had a baby, even though she has endometriosis and has suffered, you know, with other health issues, too. And also, you know, it's it's very difficult journey for women with endometriosis because fertility is a problem. Okay. And, you know, it, it can cause a problem. And I don't know if you are aware of this, but I was pregnant maybe 12 years ago. And it was an ectopic pregnancy. So it was either the baby goes or I would die, essentially. So it's an ectopic pregnancy. So you pregnancy have to choose it. Is when the baby grows in the fallopian tube. Which oh my could god! Kill you. Okay, <laughs> I, I I don't think it, I don't know if I'm allowed to say that, but Nancy has a friend mm -hmm. who went through the exact. Yeah. And after this, we we gotta talk about that. Yeah. Um. So basically, um, the kid, the baby was growing, and uh, like in the tube. In the fallopian tube. Yeah, yeah. And and the doctor said it was apparently it was very painful for her. It's it very extreme. painful. Yes. And then what she has to she has to conduct a. Uh, a, a surgery to remove the yes. eggs. Yeah, so. I I miscarried, so I didn't need a surgery. Um, but the miscarriage was horrifically painful, yeah. and the blood was just pouring out of me. It yeah. was so painful, and you know, the father of my child was with me every step of the way. Um, but you know, we're very young, and it, yeah. it, you don't understand the severity of what hap was happening when yeah. you're 23 years old, That's right? right? Yeah. And, you know, I didn't understand it. I didn't even, I've never heard of an ectopic pregnancy until it actually happened to me. And, you know, I look back at it now and, you know, I really believe it was because of my endometriosis, but I didn't know I had it then. And, you know, when I look back at all of these life events that have happened to me, all these health issues that have happened, I really believe if I had gone to see that doctor when I was in grade six and I got my first period, like maybe my life would have yeah. been so different. Yeah, you mentioned fer fertility. Mm -hmm. uh, and so is it the, the only uh, big consequence that you can have from not treating? Uh, so um, it can this kill you? Can endometriosis kill if it's not diagnosed? It, it can kill you. Oh, okay. It just makes your your way of life Life's very dead. horrible. I'm sure if it was severe, you know, let's say because there are times where you have a lesion inside your body that yeah. can cause two organs to stick together. You know, in severe situations and you don't know, it could potentially kill you. I'm not fully sure. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, you know, for, for sure, the, the pain can be unbearable. Yeah, yeah the pain is just awful. And, you know, I think, you know, looking back at my pain when I would have it, I would honestly, now I can say, you know, back then I would rather be dead. I, when I was experiencing it. Do you see how far you have, you have to think to say? Yeah. Uh, and just to just to just to put a uh, just to put a name to the 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 uh, the condition because endometriosis that's a condition right so mm -hmm. is, is it something can we is it can we can do we call it disease not is, is you it? can yeah okay it's, it's really your own like they call it a dis i think it's a disorder yeah disorder okay or yeah i think it's a, a and this only affects women because they're related to your eaters yeah i believe it can affect 
men, but it could be wrong. Oh, okay. I've only known about women. I don't want to offend anyone. If it mm. does, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no, this is... I learned... That's why... That's why I, 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 this, this episode, I was mm -hmm. extremely excited because mm -hmm. for myself too, it was something that I never... I wasn't yeah. educated about. Yeah. yeah, I read before you come. I mm -hmm. went to read some stuff. Yeah. Even prior to that, because I Googled, because mm -hmm. like I said, you're very, very active about endometriosis. Mm -hmm. And then I see the group of people that you you are... Yeah. Like, you, you call endometriosis survivors. Uh, yeah, so we call each other... You can say, you know, endo-warriors is what... Oh, warriors, okay, warriors, yeah. that's the term. Or endo like endo-sisters. Yeah. Um, but, you know, our group they really are a family and i know i can call any of them at any point and they'll stop what they're doing and support me if i need mm -hmm. it and i would do the same for them and you know because of the restrictions we haven't been able to meet together in yeah, person yeah, yeah. for a couple of years um and then recently for march the beginning of march it was march well it is march endometriosis awareness month but we were finally able to get together and have mm -hmm. a dinner and it was just so amazing because you are so close with these people and you really divulge all of the most personal information about your life with mm -hmm. each other you know on zoom and it's so nice to see people in person and meet most of them for the first time but it's really like we've known each other our whole lives it's really just wow. amazing yeah, so I wanted to ask this for um, the young a young lady who yeah. who suffers endometriosis, mm -hmm. and she's a and she's she has a she's an, has a boyfriend. Mm -hmm. um, so how do the naturally? I, I'm a, I, you. I may ask, give an answer from yeah, but. Uh, uh, how how does it how's the approach to the guy like how do is the, the usually guys are receptive to this do they, how do they behave with this when they realize um, well, when think, they know what it is maybe yeah, maybe they don't it's, it's different when you're not living it you know you try your best but really it's very about open communication and yeah. as a man if you want to ask questions to be able to support your partner better mm. ask those questions do your research really you know, believe, I think is a big part. A lot of people don't believe us when we say we're incapable of moving, we're not able to leave. You think it's being drama queen. Yeah, or if we're out somewhere and we have a flare up and we need to go home, you know, a lot of people don't necessarily believe women because they don't see it. That's I think true. a big part of it is having that empathy that, yeah, I can't see that inside of you is probably feeling like you're being sliced open with a knife and being twisted with a grinder. I say that all the time when we speak with Nancy sometimes and then or when she tells me about something that I don't know. Yeah. I usually say it. it's not yeah. because you don't know something or you're not aware exactly. of something that doesn't exist. Yeah. And sometimes and usually you know, that's where I would the pain that I would have sometimes it literally feels like it might be too much information. But it can feel like someone has shoved their hand up my vagina, squeezed my insides and, and pulled it out. Or that someone has a knife inside me and just slicing me open. Or I can feel like before I had surgeries, I could feel my organs getting stuck together. And if I would move, I could feel it kind of ripping that lesion. It It's just awful sometimes. Yeah, and the pain is real. I mean, by just describing it, mm -hmm. I can... Because the body is a perfect, is mm -hmm. a perfect machine, that, that does the same. And if you... Something is not working properly. Mm -hmm. Properly, it will show, mm -hmm. and there's different ways it can show. It can show by yeah. it can be mm -hmm. like like a pimple, mm -hmm. or it can be like an extreme pain mm -hmm. that you can't even look at. Because sometimes there's pain that you can't even localize. Yes. It's so painful, but you yeah. can't even point it. You can't yeah. see all oh, the pain is here. The yeah. pain is here. Um, and and Demetrius, I that the reason why I was very excited about this episode is because I will also was going to be educated about mm -hmm. it, and I, and and I'm sure this is one episode that I will. Uh, and by the way, you have a crazy storytelling storytelling skill. Oh, thanks. No, I'm telling Thank you, cheers. <laughs> it was like it was really, yeah. So and I know you were a very active. Uh, mm -hmm physically active person mm -hmm. how does it affect so you can't really um, can you well, stop being active sport things like that um well i had stopped you know i used to play soccer 
and I love swimming. I used to swim so much when I was younger, but really when I started to have a period, it just started day one. Like I would not be able to move. And then, you know, generally women who have a period have PMS. So the week before their period, it's really bad. Like you start to feel the symptoms, you're cramping, your breast can hurt, you swell, you're bloating, you already have like more cramps or some women can vomit, have fevers, you don't eat much sometimes if you're too bloated. And then you also have to suffer all of that when you actually get the period for some women can have it up to seven days. Um, And then there are women who sadly have lots of health issues and it causes them to have a period for months at a time sometimes. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it really does affect you in a lot of ways. And I think... And the ways, I want to precise the ways because we don't see it. Yeah. And, And you know, I loved, I picked up running and I know everyone at work would see me running on my lunch almost daily if I could. Um, but there were some days where my hips would be in so much pain, I wouldn't even be able to get out of the chair mm, to yeah. go. And and even still, you still don't show Yeah, and even way. if like your pain is in your hips, and let's say you're like, okay, well, I'm going to go to the gym, and maybe I'll walk on the treadmill, or I'll try to lift a weight. You need your lower body you to do all of that. And really, it, it does play a part mentally, because I was so physically fit at one point in my life and then I look at myself now after four surgeries and then sometimes I'm like man like no man is going to want a woman with like all yeah. of these scars That's a or like we call it an endo belly so it's kind yeah. of I call it my kangaroo pouch you know it, it's there but really I, I don't think it matters to a man it's more us like you want to feel good about yourself yeah. for someone for like to let someone love yeah, you yeah, properly yeah. right yeah, 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 yeah and i think it's it does affect a lot of women and myself and you know also when you've had so many surgeries over a long like a short period of time you have to give your body that time to heal yeah. and then you know same with you know the the pandemic you kind of ha- get lazy sometimes and you know being stuck to stay inside for so long plus having surgery and recovering and three you said three surgery in four three years. and four years Jeez. yeah plus being inside because of the pandemic you know i feel starting is going to be the hard part but i know once i get there it'll be much easier but, but i don't understand like how but like where do you find that strength like, like i'm shocked I mean, because i work with you for what three years or two yeah. and a half years yeah well we sat beside each other that long i yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i mean we sat yes yeah, so we sat yeah. beside each other but it's just uh, crazy because i never seen that mm-hmm. and and i don't even think is anybody there that's seen that? No. Or noticed that? No. So, does that have to be silent? Or um, you just wanted to, because it's work, is like, do, 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 because it's work, we're like, okay, you just do your job because yeah. it's work. But, like, where do you find that strength? Like, it's, it's kind of a mix, you know? Like, women like myself, we want to bring light to this problem, you know? Yeah. But a lot of times, you know, in such a male dominated corporate environment, women aren't always encouraged to speak up. We're yeah. kind of encouraged to down speak, if that's even the right term. No, but, you know, if women speak up about a period, it's very cliche yeah. and don't talk about that. Like, you know, keep it to yourself. Yes. But at one point I was like, well, why do I need to hide it? If I'm going to be off work for three months, you know, there's no point in hiding it. And if I want people to understand what I'm going through and really to see the capacity that it can evolve to evolve to sorry you need to speak up and that's exactly what i did just one day i decided to start telling people and you know it can cause other issues and you know when you have one health issue it kind of can have a snowball effect so i also have alopecia and you would have never known that and i would go once a month to get injections into my scalp do you have alopecia? Yeah. Okay, wait, wait. <laughs> Just give me one second. Just, <laughs> I want to... And then... Yeah. Um, you speak about uh, alopecia. Mm-hmm. Um, that's... Uh, I, I want... I want. I think... I'm sure a lot of people will learn from this and, and from mm-hmm. the material says from now on. That's for... And you speak about alopecia... And we, this is actually 
in you. Is that something that happens yeah. recently? Yeah. Um, Will Smith yeah. smack yeah. Chris Rock because of... Yeah. I personally, that's crazy because there's so many different, I don't want to call them disease because disease because it sound, there's so many different conditions yeah. here. And I never personally heard of alopecia. Mm -hmm. I didn't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And it was funny. He's like, I think my mom has it. Mm -hmm. Because after that, she told yeah. me that. But I never knew that. Yeah. I yeah. knew that my mom was losing her hair. She mm -hmm. lost her hair. Yeah. But I, I asked her, mom, do you have any? She just told me. I, maybe she told me she told me that she told, gave me the name before maybe I just didn't care yeah. but Will Smith smacked Chris Rock mm -hmm. because he made a joke about mm -hmm. how do you feel about it um, you know personally for me my alopecia is not severe so it doesn't really oh, okay. cause such a problem when it was bad in my eyes you know not compared to other women who have it very worse yeah. or men it can happen to anybody yes um, you know, in my worst times, I had chunks all over missing and I'd have to go get injections into my scalp with a medicine to help my hair regrow. And it mm. takes a long time to regrow. And I have long mm, hair. Yeah, so yeah. for that to regrow is going to take a long time. Yeah. And, you know, I had to do a biopsy in my scalp. So they had to take a chunk out. Yeah, and test I did it. biopsy too before because yeah. I, have psori I, I have psoriasis. Yeah. And so they, uh, they do, they yeah. take the part of your skin. Yeah, and, and then yeah. they test it. So, you know, for the pandemic, I couldn't go get my injection. So I really had nothing that I could do so there's a gel that you can put on mm. and I've just gotten so good at hiding it so you know I, a lot of my spots have luckily grown back but you know I wasn't personally as offended but I'm sure if I'm you know putting myself in their shoes you know if I actually had to shave my hair off because it was yeah. so bad I would probably be upset yeah. um I wouldn't smack someone over it. Yeah. I would just, you know, take the moment to educate them. I think that's what's something that you can do. You know, people don't always the know. opportunity, yeah. Yeah, and any any opportunity you have to help someone understand doesn't have to be a negative. Like you can take him aside. He could have taken him aside to explain to him what it is yeah. really and how that offended his wife and you know putting physical violence on a health condition. It just for me it's kind of like taking a step back when we're really trying to bring light to health conditions yeah. and how it can affect people of all kinds and you know i think it's important to be vocal yeah, about what you suffer through for people to understand and if we're not willing to have those discussions they're never gonna know no that's that's true i can i can relate to to that to yeah. the to uh what happened with me i want to talk about Women in general, mm -hmm. before I speak about black women. Mm -hmm. So women in general, losing the hair mm -hmm. is one of the worst things that can yeah. ever happen for to a woman. Mm -hmm. And and particularly the black community because our hairstyle is completely different. Mm -hmm. And a black woman to lose her hair is almost like she's not existing. She's mm -hmm. like, so you can only imagine how... Um, physically mm -hmm. or no mentally can yeah. damage that person yeah um so i never know because i see it with my mom that's why i say I can mm -hmm. my mom i saw how she was making all this effort yeah to wear things on her hair mm -hmm. and anytime she would wear uh, uh, wigs mm -hmm. wigs yeah mm -hmm. she would put wigs on her hair and she would take time before mm -hmm. she anything every time it was like that so mm -hmm. she would always take time uh, to prepare herself because she needs to make sure that she mask it properly she mm -hmm. has to buy a different type of yeah. wig and i don't really encourage i never encourage violence and no, i ever mm -hmm. never ever it was kind of very difficult for me to yeah. <laughs> to because i love will smith and yeah. i love chris rock yeah. But I was at first I, w I was literally sleeping. If I told you how it happened, I was so I yeah. took my tablet where I was about to sleep, and Nancy loves Oscar. And okay, I was watching, and I was sleeping. We were watching on the tablet, and then she woke me up. She said, Will Smith slapped, yeah, and then it, it was muted. I was like, Wow, mm -hmm. and then I watched it like this. It was really we spoke, we speak about her because alopecia, um, is also a condition that, mm -hmm. um, 
I mean, every opportunity that you can get to ed- educate yourself, maybe you should take advantage of it. Yeah. Because I personally yeah. didn't know. I didn't get, I got the joke because the GI did joke. But yeah. I yeah. didn't know that it was something that was helpful. That would be related. offensive. Yeah. yeah. And then, and yeah. Also, you know, I know they're very vocal and she does have her red table talks. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I've seen online that she's had discussions. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, it's true. She did say but that. But I, I also think that you shouldn't fault people for not knowing. Yeah. You know, not everyone's going to know everything wrong about what could possibly happen to human beings and you know it's so easy to be offended but i think it it's also if you want to look at it in a positive light it's a moment of education yeah moment of opportunity education that's true it's always you always want to seize the moment to help someone understand yes yes and you know another example you know when you're younger you say words and you don't realize what they mean and you don't understand the severity how it could hurt someone's feelings and you know i once said when i was younger you know again i don't want to offend anybody or disrespect anybody but when i just being an honest moment yeah yeah um, you know, when I was young, we would say a lot of terms like, um, you know, the main one about my story is calling someone retarded. You know, yeah, when you're yeah, a child, yeah, 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 yeah. you want to say you, they're stupid. So yeah. when you're young, you don't know. Yeah. But really, I mean, the, it depends on context, right? Yeah. Usually, when you say it as a kid, you're not malicious. When you're a child, you're really malicious. not trying you to be malicious. You just say it because it's a word exactly. that you know. Yes. But yeah. And I had said it in my like years ago and someone actually said to me hey you know what instead of getting mad they took the time to explain to me hey you know my sister has down syndrome and i don't appreciate you using that term yeah. because you're using it in a negative light yeah, and yeah. i really appreciated that moment yeah, yeah. and i have never said it since and it really does take someone to have the courage to educate you instead of getting mad at you because yeah. you don't know and I think a lot of people miss that opportunity to educate someone instead of just getting mad. But getting mad isn't going to help the situation no, or make things better. And every person that you take the time to do that to will potentially help them go to other people yeah. and have that discussion. And then it's kind of just like a, a tree. People just branch off yeah. and then slowly things will improve if you take the opportunity to have those discussions. Yeah. No, honestly, you... This I'm very very excited with this episode because there's a lot of stuff mm-hmm. to learn in this that mm-hmm. um I definitely watched this myself tonight <laughs> before he's edited but um I know you you're very you talked speaking earlier when he's talking about soccer mm-hmm. and being physically <laughs> I see that you are I mean you're very German German yeah. <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> That's great. How can you be this German? I mean, I mean German in a positive way because you're so soccer-oriented. You, yeah. And how did you feel about Germany this morning? Of coming World Cup. Um, very excited. <laughs> um, I can't wait to start this World Cup. I know. I feel last World Cup they didn't play that well because yeah. they were all very new to the team. They That's right. Yeah. And that team was kicked out the first round, right? Yeah. yeah during the, we yeah. don't need to talk about that. But anyway. <laughs> They've had a lot of time now to prepare, <laughs> and uh, I I'm gonna start my own soccer pool, and I've called it Cruisin yeah, for yeah, a reason. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm very excited, but we have to wait for the games in June to happen before we can do our brackets. Oh, so, okay. So why do you do that? So is it a group? What? Yeah. So I just decided I wanted to do one. Um, you know, usually at work you can do it in person, but not everyone's gonna be there. And yeah. you know, I think it's just something fun to do. How do you call that? What do you call a bracket? What do you call that? Yeah. So your bracket is when you pick the teams on who you think's gonna win and make it to the end. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, I'm obviously probably. I'm gonna Germany. be Germany. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know there's two teams that I know: Germany and Bayern Munich. So yeah. those two teams, like. Every single day, if I miss the game, I know I'm gonna get an update. You're gonna from, see an update. Yeah, I'm gonna get an update on DMS. It's okay. But yeah, it's one today. Yeah, you'll know. Wow. I'll so, update you. Don't worry. Yeah, but that's rare because in Canada, soccer. I mean, now Canada isn't yeah. in the World Cup now, but that's that's very very rare to see 
someone this passionate about soccer because yeah. you love soccer. I love soccer. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. No, <laughs> no, I really, I really, I wanted to really appreciate you for stopping. Uh, oh, thank by. you I really much. appreciate you to be in this episode. This episode is a special one and I myself learned a lot about this. Like I said, you have a skill about storytelling. Oh, thanks. Wait, I think you should write, think you start writing book. <laughs> no, you should start writing book because, because you're so chronological and you make people feel your story. Oh, like thank you. when we told speaking about it, I could picture the situation. Yeah. I'm and happy that you No, no, it's true. It's true. That's a storytelling skill, and I really appreciate that you came in this in this podcast. I'm happy to be here. I had a great time. Me too. Yeah, fun. I hope I hope there will be another episode. Because it was my first podcast ever. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope that we will have another yeah, uh, episode in the future sure. because because you know yes, yes, please come here tell stories yeah. because you just made for yeah. that. And again, uh, I know, I mean, we know that life have great future for yourself. Thank just, you. For what just happened, if you want to share, but oh, what yeah. you just got, so I'm very um, happy for yeah, you. Yeah, so. so Thursday I got promoted at Oof. work. Um, I was very unexpected. I cried, I was shaking, I wanted to call my mom immediately, and, um, you know, it just the whole day was just very surreal, and, you know, just to add to the endometriosis topic, yeah, yeah. it makes you very exhausted. Yeah, yeah. And I think because like I had so much happiness yeah. in one day, it Before really that. tired me out. And, and I fell asleep so early. <laughs> I slept like a baby. Adrenaline and, uh, emotion, like Oh, it was such a roller coaster. And yeah. then like once like it start that high of happiness started yeah. to wear off, I was like, Man, I need to go to bed. I'm I'm done. No, uh, thank you <laughs> yeah. for this amazing for story. I really appreciate you coming. <laughs> so I'll see you for the next episode okay. of the Magnificent Podcast. <laughs> Bye. Ooh. <laughs> thank you. I really appreciate it. Wow. Well, that was an amazing episode. I guess I can take these off. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. I can't wait. I can't wait to, to, to have this episode ready. Yeah. But 